the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The House has approved legislation to provide direct relief to Americans suffering physically, financially, and emotionally from the coronavirus pandemic. That got praised today from President Trump for, among other things, providing free testing for the virus. People that are getting tested are getting this free. They don't have to pay. A lot of people said, gee, it's a lot of money. And it is. It's a, you know, it's a pretty complex test, actually. And... Uh, It costs money, and it's being provided free, so people don't have to worry about that. Meanwhile, the president said today that he has, uh, was rather, tested for the new coronavirus. This is the White House steps up its precautions after his direct and indirect exposure to people with COVID-19. The financial markets yesterday responded well to the president's press conference, driving the Dow up close to 2,000 points. This is SRN News. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. Just after 1 o'clock on AM 1280, The Patriot. And you know what that means. It's time for Mitch Berg, the headline act for the Narn. And Brad Carlson will be in tomorrow, same time, same place. And if you like what you hear on the airs each and every day, give us a like on Facebook. Just search for AM 1280, The Patriot. Looking at our Great Plains windows and doors, Twin Cities forecast. We're going to have mostly sunny skies, highs near 38, and lows around 23 for the rest of tonight. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back to Twin Cities World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM12A, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My brief, normally, is to spread the conservative gospel to everyone, to far and wide, in a, in a city that direly, desperately needs it. And in these times, it needs it no less than any other time. But I, I'm going to step outside my usual weekend role here, at least for a bit. Uh, not entirely. I mean, we've got uh, we've got some politics on the show here today as well. Second hour, we're going to be talking with uh, Diane Knapper, longtime friend of this broadcast, who is running for the Minnesota Senate in Senate District 63, to which you might say, wow, Republican running in 63, that's uh, Patricia Torres, raise a seat. Oh, there's no chance. Yeah, if there's ever a chance, this might be it. Anyway, we'll be talking. I'll let you make up your own mind. Diane Napper will be joining us here uh, at 2 o'clock. But before, and I'll be talking with uh, Senator uh, Michelle Benson at 1.30 today. Michelle Benson, of course, uh, prominent in the Senate Health and Human Services uh, business, talking about the legislature's response to the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the state's response to the pandemic which is going to be the subject for the first hour today and possibly even more uh, as as we go forward today. I grew up in North Dakota, and I share a lot of jocular humor about how North Dakotans relate to weather and, and how that, the differences in how we, uh, my people, uh, related to the weather compared to the way that uh, uh, people in, in, in Minnesota, in cities in general, and in, in the United States at large, relate 
to uh, the weather. And a lot of it is just good, clean fun, good, uh, good, clean humor about uh, the fact that North Dakota is a brutally cold state and has the most extreme weather in the United States. And all that's true, and, and it's all uh, good for a laugh. But I'll, there's a serious edge to it. And it's a serious edge that I think is important today, today as in as we sit on the brink of what could be the largest pandemic of most of our lifetimes. I mean, if I, I trust very few in this audience were around for the Spanish influenza of 1918, uh, not many for polio in the 1950s, which was a very different beast indeed. Uh, I talked with my aunt uh, on the phone, uh, who is a few years older than me. She's uh, uh, one of the earliest of the baby boomers. And she's, uh, she's she's probably right around 70-ish. She remembers, she's a few years older than me, and she remembers the, uh, although you never know it if you're listening, Aunt Jerry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she was around for the Hong Kong flu in 1918. I was way too young to remember anything about the Hong Kong flu. Uh, and I, I was trying to, because yesterday at my office, uh, a coworker who's roughly my age uh, turned to me and said, "Do you remember anything like this level of of panic and hysteria and and you know, this level of discussion about a public health cri- health crisis in your life, Mitch?" And I said, "You know, the one the one in my lifetime that would ever come close was the Hong Kong flu." And I was I was uh, not even in kindergarten yet during the Hong Kong flu, but I do remember. The focus on sanitation, on hand washing that that we got in kindergarten, which I started not long after the Hong Kong flu ran itself out, and how Hong Kong flu was a bit of a cultural punchline through the 1970s, completely lost on anybody under the age of probably 45, I'd guess. Hong Kong flu is, is just some meaningless reference to them, whereas for people who are older, uh, it was deadly serious business. I mean, it, I believe the Hong Kong flu killed something like six hundred. Don't check me on the facts here. Sorry, Snopes, but it's. I think it was something like six hundred thousand Americans. It was roughly a, a half of a, a fifth of a percent of all of the American population died of the Hong Kong flu. Now, it was a drop in the bucket compared to the Spanish flu. Point being, I. I I didn't know. The only candidate in my lifetime that I could think of for a pandemic having that kind of effect on the day-to-day life of the American population would have been that. And I was, uh, I'm going to guess, four years old when that happened. And I asked my aunt, who was around for that, was actually uh, living out on the West Coast working as a flight attendant, if it was anywhere near this crazy out there. And she said, no, I'm not that she could remember. And that's that should tell you something. A, an epidemic that a little over 50 years ago killed well into six figures of Americans and, and I think tens of millions of people around the world didn't have people as jacked up as coronavirus does. Now, I have been perhaps regrettably, spending a lot of time. uh, And by the way, my producer, Eric, points out in total, uh, has been doing a little fact-checking for me, and for that I salute you, uh, points out, in fact, the uh, Hong Kong flu killed a million people worldwide and around 100,000 people in the United States. Fair enough. Uh, Good good catch on that one. Thank you very much, Eric. Doing what a producer does. And for that, I salute you again. So, uh, so those are the facts. And 100,000 dead is a lot. Bear in mind, that's twice as many as we lost in Vietnam. And Vietnam lasted 10 years of hot combat. Killed 56,000. 58, 56,000, 58. Don't need to look it up, Eric. It's in the 50s. Almost twice as many as Vietnam. A quarter as, ma- as many Americans died of the Hong Kong flu as died in World War II. And in much less time. So that should give you idea of, uh, an idea of the context. And that didn't, uh, uh, and that, uh, didn't have as big of a, of a panic effect that anyone can remember, at least anyone in my social circle, uh, that, of, of, the, of the type that COVID-19 has had.
And I've been doing well. I've been I've been unfortunately poking around on social media in this past week, as for a variety of reasons. This, this issue is quite important to me for reasons above and beyond the obvious. I mean, it's, it should be important to everyone. And I've been seeing a lot of extremes on both sides. A lot of a lot of people that I don't pay much attention to calling this the in effect the zombie apocalypse of our era. Well, that's probably a bit much. And a fair number of people, disproportionately to the right of center, who is saying, yeah, this is not as bad as the flu, and uh, most of what we're hearing is hysteria designed to undercut the Trump administration. And I want to address this last sentiment, which I suspect is common among listeners to this station. Because I don't think you're wrong. And in fact, there is evidence out there you are not wrong. There is evidence that the Democrat, uh, Democratic Party of today is following the advice of former Obama chief of staff Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago Rahm Emanuel, uh, former high-level Democrat fixer Rahm Emanuel, in, uh, as, he, as he commanded his followers, never waste a crisis. And they never do. And the examples of them not wasting this crisis are emblazoned in this week's political wall of shame. And we'll come back to that. But there's part of this episode, this this threat, this crisis that does, in fact, transcend politics, has to transcend politics. And I'll I'm going to take you back briefly to the main example I have of this sort of thing. Uh, in my lifetime, I, I grew up from the age of 15 working at a small town radio station in a town of about 15,000, which you can call a small town, is in fact a, a major urban area by rural North Dakota standards. And one of the the highlights, I hate to say, of working at a station like that, where the bulk of my day, which, by the way, started at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning and went till 3 in the afternoon. Yes, it was a 10-hour shift, all of it on the air. Well, except for the first hour, getting ready to sign on. Uh, involved playing music, reading news, running local sports casts, running the Trading Post show, basically a swap and, swap and shop show at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was the highlight. And sometimes working in the evening. And, and the evening shifts were usually recorded satellite programming, spinning records into the wee hours of the night. And if you were lucky, maybe there would be a tornado watch or a tornado warning. Because when there was a tornado watch or warning, you knew that people were going to be tuning in to listen. And tornadoes being a fairly objective phenomenon i.e. a swirling cyclone of extremely high wind that could drive a piece of straw right through your eye socket and and smack you on the head with uh, flying pieces of debris that could cave your skull flat in. Nobody ever said, hey, wait, this tornado warning is being thrown out there to discredit the mayor's response to emergencies or... Nobody would say, this tornado is going to be an F1. The last tornado we had was an F3. This is nothing. We survived the last one. We'll survive this one just fine. It's just another tornado. Nobody ever said that because tornadoes are completely objective. They don't care about your politics. They don't care about your history. They don't care about your race your gender, they don't care about your politics. I believe I said that. I'm reiterating it. Tornadoes don't care about anything. They don't care. They're a physical phenomenon, and they can kill you. And the only rational response to a tornado is to get underground, to get away from the wind, to go where you're sheltered from high winds and flying debris. You can argue about the mayor's disaster response when you come out of the basement. You can argue over whether or not the chief of police is a Republican stooge who gave the warning pre uh, prematurely 
when you're sure that everyone's okay, when you've survived the incoming tornado? Well, I hate to upset people's apple carts, but this is an incoming tornado. And we can sort out the politics afterwards, but there's some ugliness out there. And I don't think our media is, has done a, a, a job of any kind of getting you ready for this. So I'm going to try and do that right now. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. Save up to 33 to 66%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 33 to 66%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. Millions of people in East Africa are facing an impending disaster. Swarms of locusts are ravaging fields of crops. The UN is calling for urgent action, saying the food security of people in the affected region is at risk. It is being called the plague of biblical proportion. Billions of locusts devouring everything in their path in just a matter of minutes. Couple this with the coronavirus, and we have to ask if God is trying to get our attention. The Bible says that these kinds of crises will be common in the tribulation, but we're not there yet. Is God trying to shake us up so that we will wake up and then look up? He always warns before he drops a hammer, and these are warnings. Jesus is coming soon. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. I'll accept that. Oh, yeah, it's Pi Day, 314, 3.1, but that's Pi if you're into math. Well done. 651-289-4488 the number to call, should you care to join us. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. By the way, it pays to be kind when you join us in the 2020 Kindness Challenge. Check in daily. Uh starting Monday uh, at our fan club page to see what small acts of kindness you can do to brighten someone's day. Plus, just for doing good in the neighborhood, you can win five grand and an additional 5000 for deserving organization. Find details at am12athepatriot.com about how we're working together to bring you extra acts of kindness to the Twin Cities for the next 30 days. Someone called to ask, uh, what about the polio epidemic? 7,000 Americans died of polio. And it was certainly a paralyzing epidemic <laughs> And actually, that was not an intended pun. Uh, it, it sickened hundreds of thousands, I think over 140,000 people. 
it was incredibly scary because it leave people. It could leave people paralyzed. It did temporarily paralyze a lot of people, and it was expect especially hard on young people. So it was a terrifying epidemic. If you had kids at the time, the polio vaccine was a huge advance in public health and did a lot to encourage people's faith in the public health apparatus here in the United States. COVID nineteen, quite the opposite, is doing uh, a lot to shake people's faith in public health. Some of that is intentional. Uh, there is a, a, a current on the left that says this is a crisis that should not be wasted and uh, towards the goal of bringing down President Trump. And there's something to that. We will talk about that later on in the hour here uh, because those who are trafficking in this are doing a lot more damage in the long term than even a drastically miserable illness like COVID-19 promises to be. But let's not sugarcoat this, folks. Those of you who are saying uh, out there, this is not as bad as the flu, are being Pollyannas. I'm going to quote a fellow named Andy Slavitt, who was a public health uh, official of the Obama administration. We say, well, Obama administration, he's got, he's got a... a a chip on his shoulder about Trump. And indeed he does. He points out the fact he has been unimpressed up until yesterday with the president's response and the administration's response to the epidemic. Frankly, so have I. And yesterday was the speech that he, that the president needed to give on Monday, but he gave it and it's the right move and hopefully at the right time. And we'll talk about that more in a moment here. Andy Slavitt, uh, however, is a respected, respected professional in the area, and one of several I've been reading this past week. I was referred to him by a disaster preparedness professional who is not a fan of the Obama administration, and I'm just going to read some selected bits from this set of tweets that came out from Andy Slavitt uh, over the past couple days, actually earlier today. Uh, COVID-19 prep update, March 14th. Last night I was on with state and local officials around the U.S. well into the night. By March 23rd, many of our largest cities and hospitals are on course to be overrun with cases. I'm going to prepare a memo. Uh, memo. I will share the highlights here. They are highly dependent on the public response, so I will start there. We have no immunity to COVID-19. People who get it don't know it for a while, and each person who gets it infects two or more other people. You may have seen graphs that look like this. And by the way, I'll be posting an article at shotinthedark.info later on in the day here that uh, lists some of the graphs that show the response and and the level of fatalities that that, that result from COVID-19. And Mr. Slavitt goes through some of the details uh, of, of how public health systems have responded to the virus around the country and around the world. And and for those of you who are saying COVID-19 is just like the flu, in fact, it's not even as dangerous as the flu, that's not true, folks. Depending on the stats you read, COVID-19 is either two or three times as infectious as your typical strain of flu that's, that's floating around at any given time. It is considerably deadlier in some respects because, as Slavitt points out, we have no immunity to it. It's a brand new virus. No one's seen it. We are in the West. We Western Americans have been exposed to so many strains of flu going back for centuries, among other diseases, that we have immunities that that we can't even count anymore. But not to something that's brand new. And that's what makes one of the many things that makes COVID so dangerous. The other thing is that people can infect other people before they are even showing symptoms. And this is dangerous because you have a lot of people out there whose response to being sent home and told to work from home is to go hit happy hour at the bar with a crowd of other people. And you can hit your knees and pray that nobody in that crowded room full of people sneezes out a lung full of COVID-19 virus. And praying that that is the case is a little bit like praying that that uh, the Lord rescues you from a flood after 
a boat, a truck, and a helicopter have come by to pick you up. No, your road to salvation is right there, and we'll talk about that in a moment here. Ignorance, Pollyannaism is not the response that we need at this point. What is the response? Well, we'll get to that in just a moment here. The uh, uh, Slavit and a number of other sources I've read that I'll be posting at shotinthedark.info momentarily here uh, whenever I get a few minutes to do a little writing on the blog, point out that f- really the, the, the response of a society to the COVID virus depends on one big thing. You've got two kinds of countries in the world. Countries like Iran that really didn't respond to the virus and whose response has been fragmented and anarchical, and they have a death rate somewhere north of 4%, which is much worse than the flu. Or responses like in Wuhan, where the government didn't know and the public health authorities didn't know what to do for the first several weeks, and so the the death rate spiraled up into the 3 to 6% range, depending on when, when and where you sample it. All the way down to places like South Korea, which had an outbreak, an outbreak, by the way, largely uh, traced back to one church where one apparently minister who was exposed exposed thousands of fellow parishioners without knowing it, without any malice, and caused hundreds of people to become infected who in turn infected hundreds of others. And the South Korean government, the South Korean public health authorities, quite correctly found everyone and quarantined them and aggressively quarantined everyone who had even the faintest hint of exposure. And Taiwan, by the way, which is highly vulnerable to the virus, but has seen a grand total of 50 cases so far as of yesterday. Now, they're right up next to China. They have a lot of contact with the Chinese mainland. They've had every opportunity, like the South Koreans, to get exposed. But they have kept the virus from blooming throughout the population so far. And the infection rates are dropping. And things are headed in the right direction because they aggressively quarantined it. And that's something that I'm terribly afraid Americans are not serious about yet. The the phrase social distancing sounds very new agey and and sort of uh, i don't know sounds sounds very pollyannish but this seems to be so far the biggest differentiator between societies that have 3 and 4% death rates from coronavirus and societies like South Korea where despite the fact they've had hundreds maybe thousands of cases have a death rate of less than 1%, actually right around 0.5%. Or cases like Taiwan, where, where the opportunities for infection are a myriad, but because of aggressive quarantining, aggressive social distancing, and a, and a massive response on sanitation, general cleanliness, general keeping your sneezes to yourself, have kept things down to close to zero. And that is denying the virus an opportunity to spread, which is epidemiology 101. And I'm not claiming for a moment to be an epidemiology expert, unlike a lot of people on social media. But a little certain amount of reading about epidemics, especially viral epidemics over the years, shows that really the most important thing to do when a virus is spreading uncontrolled through a community is to deny that virus new hosts through which to spread. Because when the virus can't spread to more people, it stops. But the one thing that differentiates societies like Iran, like the immediate area around Wuhan and Hubei province, and seems to be differentiating Seattle so far, Northern Italy, of course, the big example in the West right now. And Belgium, by the way, look for Belgium to be a public health disaster in in coming weeks, is preventing the public health system from getting overwhelmed. If you can slow down the rate of infection, in other words, slow down the transmission from person to person, 
you stand a chance of having enough hospital beds, enough ventilators, enough therapy, enough supplies to take care of people. And if you don't do that, suddenly people who need care can't get it and they die. And so I guess the the call these days, the sane, rational call, is to distance yourself, to stay away from people who are sick. To the best of your ability, don't go where people might cough on you. That's really the long and short of it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back after the break to talk with Senator Diane Benson, or Michelle Benson, rather, about the legislature's response to the epidemic. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. Save up to 33 to 66%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 33 to 66%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest refinancing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Get cash for your precious metals, estate jewelry, vintage watches, and other collectibles. Wicks and Jewelers has a team of experts ready to make offers on your unwanted valuables. They're interested in purchasing estate jewelry, vintage watches, rare coins, sterling silver flatware, military collectibles, and more. With gold at its highest price in years, now's the perfect time to cash in on old jewelry, chains, class rings, and scrap gold. Bring your items to the professionals at Wicks and Jewelers for a free, no-obligation consultation with one of their expert buyers. They'll write you a check on the spot. Did you know that vintage Rolex watches are worth more than ever before? If you have a vintage or collectible watch, bring it to Wixen and they'll give you the best price possible. They're especially interested in vintage and pre-owned watches from Rolex, Patek Philippe, Omega, and more. Appointments are available now. You can even request a private room to show your important pieces. Turn your unwanted valuables into cash at Wixen Jewelers, just off 35W in Bloomington. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments, my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast Minnesota State Senator Diane Benson. Sorry, me, Michelle Benson. I keep going Diane. I don't know why. It's I think it's a holdover from high school. Uh, Senator Benson, thanks for joining us on the broadcast uh, today. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So uh, we're talking now about the uh, the the, uh, the Minnesota state uh, government finally started addressing uh, Governor Waltz and the various uh, legislative caucuses started addressing uh, the coronavirus uh, virus crisis this past week. Uh, what can you tell us about the legislature's response to the, uh, the 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 crisis so far, Senator Benson? Well, and we've been working on this since the first outbreak was announced in the United States. So having regular meetings with MDH saying, so what, what's the worst case look like? Where are we at right now? Where, what are the steps? Um, where are we going to have to make decisions? So you don't rush into something like this 
and out of panic, but you need to, as early as possible, have a plan and know what executing that plan is going to mean, what resources you're going to need. And we also have the added responsibility of doing our work in public. And so um, telling people they can't come to hearings is a very serious step to take when you're trying to do transparent work. And so we wanted to have that balance. And now that we have a number of confirmed cases in Minnesota and we're following CDC guidance on social distancing and when we need to act to um, keep the public out of uh, physically present but still be available uh, via media, et cetera. And so we're trying to find that balance between preparation and restricting the public's access to their government. So uh, I, I've noticed, well, for, we've seen some wide extremes of behavior among Minnesotans. I mean, the panic buying at every Costco is uh, looks like, like Minnesotans learned their public health from season one of Walking Dead. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we've seen a, a fair amount of complacency. I mean, people are saying, well, we've only got 14 cases. We, we must be doing something right. What are the public health uh, officials here in Minnesota who... Uh, it should be said, generally have have earned a fair amount of respect over the decades. Uh, What are they telling you about the likely course of the virus here in Minnesota, given what we know and and how the state is responding so far? Based on the CDC guidance, we started taking more aggressive steps. And and when it comes to the, the panic buying, that does absolutely nothing to reduce the risk of this virus spreading. However, if you have symptoms and you don't take responsibility, if you're sick and you're out in public, that becomes a highly complicating factor. So if, you're, if you've been exposed to this COVID virus and you go out in public, everybody that you had contact with once you become tested now is monitored by the state until we're certain they, they pass their tests. They show no symptoms. Um, that takes a lot of resources. And so if people who think they might have been exposed can just stay home, we're going to have a lot less risk of overwhelming our healthcare system. And that's our primary concern that you need to know. MDH is on calls regularly with the broader business community saying this is our best advice, which is why some of our larger businesses are taking the steps to say, engage in social distancing. You need to have some of your people work from home, decide who's essential, um, why we're encouraging no large events. The governor has asked there be no large events. He reached out to the archbishop and asked him for help in saying sick people should stay home, people who have a underlying health condition should stay home. And it's really important to reduce the spread of this virus because our healthcare system is very resilient, but the margins are close. And we're in a flu season, but it's getting better. Um, but we have hospitals that are running at 97% capacity. Wow. And if you get one nursing home that's overwhelmed and that hospital is part of the response and care, now you've really put stress on that system. Um, normally, maybe times they're under 90. But right now, we had a couple this week who were up in those really high numbers. And so those are the kinds of things that, that our healthcare system, our business community, our hospital system, and MDH are telling us we need to consider. And so I would hope Minnesotans would listen to those institutions and say, you know what, there's no profit motive in the hospital saying, please stay home. (laughs) There's no profit motive in U.S. Bank telling their employees to stay home. Um, So I I hope that that is enough um, evidence that we're being thoughtful and not panicking that, that people would just do these things. Yeah. So one last question, Senator Benson. What is the state looking at in terms of the economic disruption? I mean, we've heard some uh, fairly dire predictions about about the economy grinding to a halt for the next 60 days or so. And of course, uh, that that can't happen. We have people who depend on a functioning economy for you know food and medical care and everything. But 
What um, what have you heard in terms of economic response at the state level, Senator Betson? And I haven't been briefed by our state economist, but I do know that we are considering the fact that there will be lower revenue coming in in the months that are impacted by this um, social distancing and community um, remediation. Um, we know that those numbers will be lower. And so we're adjusting the way we're approaching our budget, which was, um, you know, we had a good size surplus. Yeah. And a lot of people had plans what to do with that. And now, thankfully, people are saying, you know what, let's just step back. Let's focus on what's essential. One of the things we are talking about pretty heavily, and I spent most of last weekend and weekend talking about what kind of supports we need for our hospitals yeah. as they need to train their employees um, to renew their training in um, reducing the transmission of infectious diseases as they need personal protective equipment. Um, we've asked hospitals to forecast the number of ventilators they might need. And then we have to decide how to hold people accountable while giving them the resources that they need. And it's a tough position for a legislator to be in to have a hospital come to you and say, we need this if the worst thing happens Yeah. and figuring out how to support that resource. All roads seem to lead to, to, to slowing the spread of the virus so that the healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed. That, that makes about an eight, from what I've seen so far, about an eight to 12 fold difference in the mortality rate in this disease here and supporting the hospitals and in helping them not get overwhelmed is half of the battle. But the other half is, yeah, stay home if you can, uh, wash your hands, don't sneeze on people. Just some of the basic stuff that I think our grandparents and great-grandparents knew from having gone through serious epidemics before that we've had the luxury of forgetting over the years. Uh, Senator Michelle Benson, thank you very much for coming on the broadcast with us today. And uh, let's stay on touch on, uh, in touch on this, please. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. Thank you very much. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Uh, let's see if Dave and Egan is on the lines here. Dave, you still with us? Hey, how you doing? Excellent. Hey, um, and Danielle, Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L on Google. Yep. In her 1387 WordPress, it says, pay attention to every word. I have the Epstein crew saying they're going to make Trump president and put me in jail to cover it up. And Trump is actually... Um, confirming that with his words, which are indictable words, not impeachable. And Danielle Seitz is writing to you from the position of the two girls that were kept uh, captive in Ohio. Huh. Says, pay attention to every word. Obtaining me for the services quick and easy and simple. A search and click online. I will keep that in mind. Thank you very much for your call, Dave. Uh, this is uh, one, one of many stories that we need to track on the daily here at AM 12A, the page. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. More coronavirus talk yeah it's everyone's doing it but it's important duh we'll we'll talk about why in a moment here go nowhere northern alliance am 1280 the patriot showed up in boots and ruined your blind tie affair last one to know the last one am 1280 the patriot limitless access to intelligent talk stream am 1280 the patriot with our free app your smart speaker or with iheart tune in and radio.com we live in the twin cities but serve worldwide you know spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year you may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing and salem surround can help whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround. For a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers, learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
This advertisement is being used for the purpose of soliciting sales of a timeshare plan. Restrictions apply. Go to westgateterms.com for complete offer terms. I took my family on a vacation like the one you're about to hear about, and we had an amazing time. And the best part about it was the price. If you're looking for an amazing, fun-filled vacation for you and your family for an unbelievable price, keep listening for details on how you can get a fabulous four-day vacation for just $99. Hey there, budget-minded travelers. Want a four-day vacation package for just $99? Be one of the first 100 callers right now to Westgate Resorts to book this amazing offer. Westgate Resorts has your next dream vacation for just $99. Call right now to learn more. 800-793-1147 Again, that's 800-793-1147 Paid for by Westgate Resorts If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world. And you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, we'll be keeping you up to date moment to moment on the economic and financial impact of the coronavirus. Check out our sister station, Business 1440. Every day they talk about the factors that could impact your retirement savings. Benefit your portfolio or bring you one step closer to being debt-free. Find them at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, your exclusive business station in the Twin Cities. Anyway, before the break, before we uh, talk with Senator Benson, uh, which, of course, was uh, useful stuff to have, knowing that the state is finally taking this serious. In fact, you know how serious they're taking this? We have a DFL governor who proposed not blowing through the surplus like... Uh, petty criminal with a stolen gold card. That should tell you we're in extraordinary times here. Uh, more on that later on here. But uh, no, I've been I've been looking at information that has come in from the likes of uh, Obama era uh, CDC official Andy Slavitt and others, including a piece uh, in that came out earlier this week in uh, on on a site called Medium, which normally is is kind of a grab bag of the good, the bad, and the stupid. Uh, on some social issues, uh, medium.com is sort of like Tumblr for dramatic people. There's a piece that I'll be linking to uh, shortly at shotinthedark.info uh, by a fellow named Thomas Puayo uh, entitled Coronas, Coronavirus, Why You Must Act Now, that makes the case and, in fact, puts it out there in, in cold, hard numbers that coronavirus, since we have no immunity anywhere in the world to it yet, uh, it gets to this point where you, you don't see it coming. It sneaks up. You get a case or two here and there. They're all cases from travel. They're all cases that came in from China. They're all cases that came in from Italy. And all of a sudden, bam, they're all over the place. And they double every two days. And they keep doubling every two days until the disease, the virus, runs out of new hosts. That's a medical term for people to infect. And Either the virus infects everyone or it stops running into people to transmit itself to and it dies out. Hopefully not with the hosts. Now, some viruses are much worse as far as, for example, Ebola. Pretty much used to be 100% fatal. Now they've developed treatments for it. It's still nothing you want to catch, but it's a lot harder to transmit. The problem with coronavirus is it's very easy to transmit, and it transmits so far, as we know, long before people actually show symptoms. And so the best way to make sure that it doesn't keep coming up with new hosts to infect 
is to not be around other people. Sad to say. Now, I grew up in rural North Dakota. Social distancing is pretty much the norm for me. Being able to be a hermit with, uh, bear in mind, I'm an extrovert. I like being around people. Don't get me wrong. But spending a couple weeks uh, catching up on my Netflix and working at home sounds pretty good. And not to make light of this, it is a matter of life and death, if not for you, for the older folks in your life. And, yeah, that's important to me. I will just wax slightly personal here. I've got a mother in an assisted living facility that I have to try and visit over the next couple of weeks and a stepfather with uh, lung cancer and COPD who is rather susceptible shall we say, to uh, lung infections and distancing myself from people who are ill is literally a matter of life and death. If not for me, who is a relatively healthy person for my age and and, and other factors, uh, and not for younger people. I mean, the, some of the good news is that this, this disease seems not to affect people in their single digits or teens, unless they have some pre-existing lung condition and a very serious one at that. But if you don't take the, the, the effort, if you don't make the effort to limit the spread of this virus to new hosts, it will double every couple days. And once it starts doubling every couple days, it gets to that point, the Healthcare system gets inundated, it gets swamped, it gets completely overwhelmed. And the United States is hanging right around the point where it's starting to, to hit that, like the snowball going over the edge of the hill. Once it hits that, it's pretty unstoppable. Italy hit that point, and, and at least northern Italy, and, and we'll see if it spreads beyond northern Italy. Uh, Norway has gone beyond that point. Norway's actually shut most of the country down to travel in and out. They are, they are tackling this the hard way. Look for Belgium, Switzerland, the Netherlands. I have coworkers from the Netherlands who are, have been working at home for a couple of weeks trying to staunch the flow of that virus. They are, uh, they are, they're, the virus is spreading very rapidly, especially in the Southern parts of the Netherlands, Austria, Malaysia, Sweden, Greece. Well, the United States is getting right up there. And that's why the call is going out from the likes of, yes, Andy Slavitt, former Obama administration official, who is emphatically not a Trump fan, although he was uh, he spoke well of the president's address yesterday, as did uh, Ben Shapiro on our sister station, AM 1570. He said, I think quite correctly, this was the speech that the president needed to give last Monday. Andy Slavitt points out, in a tweet, one of a series of tweets that I'll link at Shot in the Dark, that info later today. What are the mayors, governors, and their staffs reporting? The people are jamming the bars. I get it. Home from work, cooped up, crisis mentality. Need to let some steam off, share the experience. Stop it. All the bars and restaurants are closed now across Europe. The only way to prevent Italy happening here, given our lack of testing is to socially isolate. Congress is even allocating money for people to stay home. That rarely happens. But we blew our chance at containment. And yes, the numbers from the uh, Puyat piece indicate that we probably passed that point. The best thing you can do right now is to slow the spread as much as we can. And here in Minnesota, at least, we have a brief window of time. So it would seem to try to stanch the, the, the flow, to, to cut down the number of hosts. We're at 14 cases so far. It's going to spread. Make no mistake about it. It will spread. It will spread beyond the traveling public. It'll spread to otherwise healthy people. That, uh, it's, uh, it, 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 it's time to start isolating yourself socially now. Wash your hands. Sneeze into your wrist, sneeze into into a handkerchief. Don't uh, don't don't chance it with other people's health, because eventually, if you spread to someone else, you may recover. You may do just fine. Uh, the person over the age of seventy that catches it two hosts down from you may not be so lucky. 
and we're talking about my parents here. So I'm taking it fairly seriously. I have a message from uh, various correspondents uh, saying, uh, please don't promote the narrative that coronavirus is a media invention. Uh, certainly not, but uh, but this is uh, there the media, and we'll talk in the second hour here today about some of the uh, ways in which certain parties are not wasting the crisis to in in a way that needs to be shunned and shamed. And I will engage in the shunning and shaming, the lethality, and most importantly, the transmissibility of COVID nineteen is not a media invention. It's not a Democrat stocking horse. It's not less dangerous than the flu to some of the most vulnerable among us. I am somewhat concerned that we have a couple of major metro areas in this country that didn't get the message, didn't take it seriously enough for a variety of reasons. You can make your own judgments about Seattle and San Francisco. It's incumbent on us to try and do better. 651-289-4488. We'll take a quick call. St. Louis Park. Mark, we got about 15 seconds here. 30 if you're lucky. Oh, Mitch. oh thanks, Mitch. If I'm lucky, real quick for any Bernie Sanders supporters, if you like the government agencies, uh, preparedness, lack, uh, lack thereof, uh, shortages, plenty, and rollout, you'll love national health care. That's oh, my comment. Absolutely. I'll, and, I'll hang and, up and, listen. And, and by the way, we've we've had a number of, and I don't want to politicize this. I've been very much eschewing politicization of this topic, at least for this first hour. Uh, but the fact is, if you think, like so many Bernie bros seem to on social media, that national health care, that single-payer health care, Medicare for all, would have uh, solved this crisis up front, what kind of health care system do you think they have in Italy, in Belgium, in uh, Switzerland, where things are getting very close to out of control right now, where the health care systems are inundated and swamped? They've got it there, too. And it is, the, as Scott Adams said very correctly yesterday, the free market is in the process of unleashing a wave of ingenuity that will get this country, this society, this world through this crisis. But we've got to give the system time. That means stay home if you can. Stay clean if you have to. Quit buying toilet paper. We'll talk about panic buying in the second hour. There's some people out there taking over the public knee. Uh, Diane Knapper joins us when we come back. Go nowhere. Be right back. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. Save up to 33 to 66%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 33 to 66%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Okay, you're not perfect. Like millions of other hardworking Americans, you have a tax debt. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Option A, you can do nothing, which isn't a very good option. 
Eventually, the taxes will double or triple in size, and the bad news goes up from there. Or option B, you tackle it head-on with the folks at Stop IRS Debt. They've been helping people just like you for years and earned an A-plus rating for a reason. Their tax debt reduction strategies work, and now you can supercharge your results with the IRS Fresh Start program. Powerful new savings have been unlocked to dramatically reduce what you owe. So if you need your returns filed, a garnishment lifted, or just want to know your options, call Stop IRS Debt now and get your personalized savings plan. It's completely free, so don't wait. Call 800-484-9730 now to check for savings. That's 800-484-9730. 800-484-9730. AM 12.